I'm Jeremy Green. And I am Gary Butterfield. And this is Ultimate Days of Future Cast, uh, the podcast where I think about jokes for the title, Three Issues Too Late. <laughs> it should be calling it Ultimate Days of Future Cast from the beginning, <laughs> Gary. Uh, we are currently covering Ultimate X-Men. We're on issue number three of the first arc, uh, The Tomorrow People. How are you doing, Gary? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I got like a pernicious little cough. Just started. I do too. Hopefully we'll, yeah. uh, yeah. I will do a good job editing all of that out. So the listener will be like, where are these mysterious we'll never coughs? Know. None the wiser. You just have to imagine it. You'll have to download coughed out wave and edit it in yourself. <laughs> Go to cameo, find me, <laughs> pay me money to cough into a microphone for you. Then you could edit it back yeah, into the podcast. Don't masturbate to it. Do not. I, like, you could touch yourself, but I don't want any motion. Like just a, just a hand down yeah. there. No, no circular rhythm. <laughs> just, <laughs> Isometric masturbation only. <laughs> Isometric. <laughs> I want it to be like Warcraft 3, where you just touch it and then eventually it says something back to you, but there's no other motion that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You just, just hold it there until you come with the power of your mind. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and then it's acceptable. Are we making jerk off instruction <laughs> videos now here? Is that what we're doing? I, dude, we've I don't know into? how that happened. But I, I, man, I, you know, not to not to toot my own horn, but isometric masturbation is a pretty funny idea to me. Absolutely, like you just yeah. squeeze until it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, um, dude, if if this is really a thing, or somebody gets off on that, if you at me, then I'm done, and you're done. So don't don't like this is a funny joke. Please don't come at me and be like, well, some people like to masturbate by, you know, holding a brick on their lap and not moving. And it's like, no, I know sexuality is beautiful and varied. Leave me yes. Alone. Yes, and also that brick thing is very funny. You should you should consider putting yeah, that into like a sketch. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, man. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Uh, the uh, so we're talking about the third issue. This issue is called War Zone. Um, we're in the age of generic covers, so we just have a Cyclops trading card. Um, him really roided out, blasting a bunch of rocks at us. Yeah. Uh, look at those fucking shoulder muscles, man. Dude, just with the, with the veins and the hair. Like, he mm. looks so weird in yeah. this. And then, like, the gritted teeth and everything. I just... Sometimes this the art style really works for me in this comic book, and sometimes it does not. And this is one of the times yeah. it doesn't. And then you open it up, and, like, the Sentinels, like, flying over New York, uh, you know, scanning the entire population for mutants yeah. is super cool and, and, like, weird. Like, little birds are perched on them, man. Like, that's such a cool, like, yeah. eye to detail. Yeah, it looks super good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in New York, they they finally are coming because before they gone to L.A., you know. So this is uh, this isn't the first time they've been in New York, but you're getting a sense this is uh, you know, these are common events. Yes. Now, these, because uh, these scans, we see the like the, the, the X Men are on the ground wearing their um super mutant gene hider clothes. Uh, but we see like these scans, like just running over the streets, uh, and nobody seems to be freaking out at this. So this has to happen like all of the time. Yeah, uh, the X Men are a little freaked out by it, but they're just kind of chatting. This is them during their off hours, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, talking about how uh, you know they're adjusting, basically, like and kind of discussing the philosophy. Like, should we have to live like this in fear? You know, Cyclops can be really intense, but he's actually pretty funny you know, uh, when he chills out, uh, and they say like the only person, you know, the idea here is a bunch of time has passed. You know, the only person I haven't warmed up to yet is Wolverine. So Wolverine obviously didn't get there yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, I fucking hate Wolverine. <laughs> like he looks at us like he's sizing us up for coffins. Like, you know, he's no good. Um, and then we also and, have some environmental storytelling that we need to call attention to because, uh, in this oh, yeah. version of New York city, uh, there's just all sorts of anti-mutant propaganda graffitied on the walls, including my favorite, which is mutant yeah. 
equals duty. And then somebody coming in behind that with a, an underline in it saying, you said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start plus one in more graffitis. Right? Yeah. Just like, add just on like, to it. Hell yeah. There's also in this version of New York, there's a TGI Friday's food cart. Okay. Or, no, no. That's just like a truck carrying TGI Friday shit, which is also weird. But I just, I find that very strange. Um, anyway, this is gross in New York yes. in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just saying how Wolverine sucks, uh, they cut over to uh, the Xavier Institute where Marvel Girl is like, you know, thinking, uh, this, is a, this is a feint, but, you know, to all available X-Men, Wolverine is about to kill Cyclops and the Professor's Arboretum. Come down here and help us. Uh, and this is Wolverine wiping the, the floor with the team. Yeah, he kills them all. Uh, this, you know, Wolverine is about to kill Colossus, or excuse me, to kill Cyclops in the Professor's Arbitorium. Just makes me, I'm just going to Google it right now. Like, there's got to be an X-Men version Clue. of Clue, right? Like, Hell yeah, dude. I, I would, I would. Uh, oh, this is just crossword puzzle clues for some reason. So let's move on because Fuck. that is not funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, he murders everybody, um, um, including... Yep. And we get a bunch of like quips back and forth, uh, like Beast comes over um, and then we get like, you know, he just completely punctures that dude and he literally slices Bobby Drake open. He's even able to kill uh, Colossus when he's all uh, meddled up. So not looking good for the home team. And of course, this is all a feint. Uh, this is just the danger room. And uh, Xavier is like, hey, this was a wrestling exercise, my man. Not a not a kill everybody to death <laughs> exercise. This is a little weird. Yeah. And he's just like, sorry, bub, <laughs> force a habit. And everyone's like, no, it's cool, dude. Uh, everybody who just watched themselves get dismembered, like Beast is way into it. And him and Wolverine are bonding over dudeness. He's like, hey, this, you know, this VR simulation you put together, the Danger Room, uh, is really awesome. Do you have any over 18 versions? And he's putting together a Britney and Christina program. Uh, he's working on Upstairs, which is obviously Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, just to date this entirely. This is very much like uh you know the 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 woman in red thing from the matrix like <laughs> like this just feels mm-hmm. it's very much like that and it's really weird to to read this stuff now because uh like in the last year or last even several months like all of this uh all that Britney documentary came out oh, yeah. and it's like people yeah. have taken a total 180 because it was so easy to it was easy and lame to just completely make fun of that chick for no reason. And yeah, it's not so nowadays. And it's just, it's, I don't know, just definitely like a, a time capsule moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that documentary, which like, I wish there was more to it. Like, I don't think it's a great documentary or anything, mm-hmm. but I did learn a lot. Like I didn't really know anything about what had been happening with her. Uh, but yeah, it's a poor lady. Um, this is also where we get time passing. You know, Xavier says, I'm glad you're settling in, but I'm surprised you've remained with us this long. You know? Um, Cyclops is like, why would you show up here? You know, why would, why would you be in this little upstate steakhouse or steakhouse, uh, safe house, (laughs) using Xavier's house, uh, grill marks or whatever. Um, Xavier's school for gifted young chefs. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that'd be incredible. They, they, they call me beef seer, bub. Um, in, today's, in today's danger room exercise, you're going to be doing a throwdown with Tom Calico and Bobby Flay. Let's get it. <laughs> it's like it's Venture Brothers territory. Like Bobby Flay just has claws and shit. Um, but he goes, him, him uh, flashing back to uh, Magneto giving him his instructions. Uh, and he lies. He says he's there for the scenery, motions to Jean Grey because he's a perv dog. Mm-hmm as we're going to find out. 
And uh, Bobby Drake comes in, you know, interrupting them, being like, hey, uh, have you guys heard the news? Uh, you know, this morning, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants kidnapped the president's daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yep. <clears throat> and then he got Ooh, on TV and said, are you a bad enough dude to <laughs> come rescue <laughs> You go bad enough daughter to go rescue the president's daughter. Yeah. And basically um, this is a, this is an ultimatum. This is Magneto saying, Hey, we'll give you the daughter back. If you disable the entire uh, Sentinel program. Um, well, he, he basically says like every, the next mutant who dies is going to kill her. Yeah. You know, like this is your, this is your straw. And, uh, everybody, like one of the things again, that's a little bit different about this is people are questioning, like, what should we do? And Xavier is like, well, we got to go rescue her. And people are pushing back. They're like, yeah, but also like, this is going to stop the Sentinels, you know, from, from killing people. That's good. Right. Yeah. You know, so like there's a little bit more moral grayness to the, uh, the X-Men in this version uh, of them, you know, uh, Xavier is like, Hey, you know, this won't last. The only last full or lasting solution uh, to the tension is a peaceful one. And, uh, Cyclops has his doubts, but he gets convinced. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, no, no. We want to see the Sentinels taken out. Uh, but we can't do this. We can't stoop to their level, you know? And Wolverine decides to tag along too. Um, which is interesting because it's going to get pointed out later. Like if the X-Men team is on the way to do a mission, like he would be left there alone with Xavier, which is like his entire mission. Um, but of course he decides to come along to Croatia, uh, where Cerebro has, uh, tracked the, the people who have taken her, taken the president's daughter and the X-Men are on site to go rescue her. Uh, we get a shot of like what it's like to be kidnapped by the brotherhood of evil mutants. And boy, does it like living in Jeremy Greer's apartment circa 2001. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty messy. Uh, the, uh, you know, uh, this is really weird in interaction between toad, uh, and Quicksilver, where he's like, you know what happened to my smokes? There were 15 before, and Quicksilver's like, I can smoke 15 before the match goes out, Toad. And it's like, well, did that's not the question. Like, <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Like, and also, why, man? Yeah. Are you being punished by Magneto for being caught smoking? <laughs> like, Quicksilver is such an idiot in this version. It's so weird that he ended up joining the Ultimates because they change his characterization. Like, they give him characterization. Mm-hmm when he joins the ultimates, but here he's just like fucking a moron. Yeah. You can see why Magneto yeah. would just insult him all the time. Like I'd, I would probably do the same thing. if I had to hang out with this kid all the time. Like all these people are idiots, you know, Magneto, are you sure you want to save these people? Um, and everybody's here, you know, the, we get a little bit like mastermind, uh, tries to, uh, hit on Scarlet, Witch. Scarlet, Witch shoots him down. Um, and we go over to, uh, beast watching. Yes. Uh, them through binoculars getting ready to assault. And they have <clears throat> timed this attack so that uh, Colossus is going to take out one of the structural supports of the building. Uh, Beast is going to go in, grab the girl, and then zip out with Bobby Drake's help and get the girl into Cyclops' car so that they can just get out without, you know, again, minimal impact to the surrounding area and people. But, of course, it doesn't go well uh, because Cyclops yeah. may be in a car, uh, but he, you know, Quicksilver can smoke <clears throat> 15 cigarettes before yeah. the match goes out. <laughs> so. <laughs> so 30 if he's trying. I'm just... the, uh, there's also a little joke here where Quicksilver asks if the blob broke wind without authorization. 
uh, when the house starts collapsing, he thinks that it was a colossal fart mm-hmm. from uh, from the blob. And I think authorization is doing a lot of work on that. Yeah, what's the... Like, <laughs> Imagine... Thinking about that a lot. <laughs> Eternalizing, like, Magneto's rules of farting in that savage land. Yeah. <laughs> like, no wonder Magneto is so embarrassed by Quicksilver. Like, he's trying to, <laughs> trying to be his dad and trying to be a smartass. He's just like, you had to fill out this form before you fart, blob. You know, I run a tight ship just like my dad. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, fart authorization is a whole thing. It's a whole situation uh, and probably like some sort of kink too. So, you know, we can't make fun of it. Oh dude, absolutely. Um, uh, dude, Quicksilver catches up. Not to, not to get way off dude. topic, but, uh, I, I want to say it was James Joyce, uh, like a bunch of his letters to his like mistress got released posthumously. Oh you know yeah. This? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This came up when Autumn yeah. and I were on vacation. She's, and I just was like, oh yeah, I'm sure that they're gross or whatever, but boy, they go, they go far. <laughs> they go yeah, yeah. extreme. Like it starts out like, oh, I want to, you know, run in your pussy or whatever. And then it's like all of a sudden, you know, I want you to fart while I'm coming. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> you're the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. Settle it's down. All, it's, it's so weird to see somebody being that fucking like horny on Maine in the uh, in the 20s. Like he's literally saying, like, I'm going to fuck the farts out of your ass. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely, it's, it's really adult. And the, uh, uh, the thing that got me in autumn is, then I'm going to go write Ulysses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Never heard of it. The thing that got me in autumn was thinking about like, because, you know, nowadays you send a sext and it's like right there, like you get an instant response yeah. from it. But like back in the day, you were, you were relied upon the Pony Express to deliver this stuff. <laughs> and like, imagine sending off a letter that's like, Hey, just want to let you know that my father passed away and the funeral is, you know, such and such date. And then two days later, you get the fart box <laughs> letter. And you're like, Oh, damn. This is not the response that I want. I wrote this in front of my mother. Why did you send this? <laughs> incredible it's also like you know you just just like they're basically writing each other like penthouse letters Mm -hmm. you know but the idea like of like having to wait for a response in sex terms is very funny right like (laughs) the build-up you know reading it and being like what would and then like writing what writing at length what you would do sending it and getting a response six weeks later and the uh, the article that I read, the very last one, was literally a uh, uh, "Hey, just ignore those texts" kind of letter. It was like, "Don't." <laughs> I got a little, I got a little too excited. Don't. I mean, just, just don't worry about that last one. <laughs> don't mean it. It's, it's incredible. Baby, I was high. Uh. <laughs> Um, uh, so back to the comic book, uh, they get the girl yeah. into Cyclops's car. Quicksilver very quickly catches up with them and pulls the key and asks Cyclops, are you missing an engine Cyclops? And Cyclops responds with, are you missing a face moron? It just blast him in the face, which is, I don't know yeah. why. I think that's very funny. Um, you think, uh, Quicksilver would have been briefed on Cyclops's power, but, or just been quick enough know. to like move out the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 that's true too. Um, the, uh, so he blast, uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver's not out of it. He, uh, he tries to run, uh, and Wolverine, who has been taking a piss, uh, stops him. Yeah. Like, puts his claws in front of him. Uh, he's like, Wolverine, what are you doing here? And he just slashes Quicksilver, like takes him out of the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, uh, not, uh, he's playing his cards close to his vest. Meanwhile, Toad is slamming Cyclops to the ground and then also bounces off of Cyclops to slam uh, Storm to the ground and is eventually just kind of disabled by Bobby by freezing his feet in midair, it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, yeah. she's going to, they tell Storm to like use lightning to finish him off and Storm's like, nah, I'll just use my foot. <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah, she's, 
she's mad because uh toad called her american yes uh, and he's he's british um you know uh they're like oh shit like where's the girl and it turns out wolverine has her uh he's stolen a police car and uh he's driving or scarlet witch <laughs> We got to, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's true, yeah. there's a secret secondary mutation through running throughout all of this where he could just conjure a vehicle at any point. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. <laughs> it was a police motor. He just taped two police motorcycles together and they digivolved. If this wasn't in Croatia, if this was in South Louisiana, he would just conjure an F-350 with the jacked up like 42 inch <laughs> rims. Like I guarantee that would happen. The, uh, he's, uh, Scarlet Witch is chasing them and throwing hex bolts down. Uh, and Jean Grey is like, Hey, if you can get up to 120 miles per hour, you can jump off this cliff and we can catch you. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to go fucking go for it. And he does, you know, kind of taking the kind of risks a little bit like, um, death proof. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm a hundred percent death proof, baby. Yeah. Like this won't hurt me. <laughs> Not worried at all. I'm over <laughs> Don't really yeah. care about this girl inside. Um, and so Jean positions the blackbird with its like, you know, loading bay door opened. And then, uh, we just get, we cut directly to the inside where the police car looks crumpled up and the little girl just looks scared out of her goddamn life. Um, yeah. And there's some more flirting between Wolverine and Jean here. Uh, and then, cause she's saying, Oh, you would do anything, anything to impress a, a teenage girl. And she's, and he's like, actually I've got a certain, I got my eye on a certain telepathic 19 year old. And she's like, Emma Frost is like 26, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, uh, um, you know, and they're all congratulating him. Like this seems like he's legit with the team, you know? Um, however, the team's still on the ground when Magneto shows up. Oh, uh, and this is no good. I like you this know, uh, Cyclops like I like this let's get out of here. making Magneto into a super like a real super villain where they they don't even want to fight him. Everyone's like stop what you're doing. I don't care if you're hitting somebody or not. Like you got to get the fuck out. Like we're not we're not equipped to handle this dude. Oh yeah, I mean he he fucks everybody up too. Mm-hmm. You know. We're going to get this and he I actually like the, the next issue where he lets everyone go. Like we're just like you guys aren't fucking worth it, but I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Um and our big cliffhanger here for the issue is uh he's like you know we got it cyclops says we had to get everybody out of here while we're still breathing and storm says it's too late from here it looks like the beast is dead Uh oh and a building is collapsed on beast yep uh here um ultimate beast will really die not here but he does really die later um you know that's one of the things the ultimate universe could do is kill off characters that were like invincible yeah you know uh and not have it be such a huge deal uh here is a little bit cheap it's just like a little shitty cliffhanger but it is a okay, but that's comic books for you. Um, that is comics. Yeah, so that's it. I um, we haven't really done like a a wrap up because we kept getting off subject or whatever, off topic. But uh, I'm I'm you know this isn't like great, um, but it's mm-hmm. I feel like it's better than some of the '90s stuff. Uh, once you strip away mm-hmm. like my nostalgia for the '90s stuff, like it's just better constructed. Uh, and I. You know, like I said, when I sat down to read these while I was on vacation, like I read like 15 or 16 of them or something. So like I, I, I kept going because it was just fun X-Men stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I generally just like I like the uh, something I, I think about a lot with comics is that I will something cannot be that good if it's paced really quickly to me. And I like the pacing of these comics a lot. Um, And I think the action is fun. Like this actually ultimate X-Men reminds me more of like the the lesser x-men movies mm-hmm. you know in terms of my enjoyment of them like there's that element of like i'm watching x-men do x-men shit yep and having the uh the lack of baggage 
on it is actually like really huge and cool. Like, yeah, there's just, I'm not cutting over to Chris Claremont setting up a, a B plot that won't, you know, give birth for a year for three or four pages with like tons of dialogue. It's just kind of like get to the chorus, you know, and there's, there's a place for that. It's not, I don't want all comics to be this, but I understand why this shit was a hit and like very revolutionary at the time. Yeah. And for people who didn't read comics at this time, like, you know, it's good to know your history. Like this was the water at the time. Like this was what we did. Mm -hmm. This was comics. This is what what comics were like. A lot of them anyway. It was, it it was this on one end and then what Grant Morrison was doing in new X-Men, you know, shortly after, which was taking, you know, the kind of ideas and taking them more seriously and doing, you know, kind of like modernizing them in a different way, like Mm -hmm. literal literary, making them more literary yeah the the same thing that like hoxpox did right like taking taking all of this canon and like really leaning into these this mythology and 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 really delving into what that mythology is and what it means and how it can be represented and distorted and 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 kind of torn apart and put back together again which is super interesting but it's also not this right like it's not it's and you know this has its own place i think um, and yeah. that's what comics there's are good a, there's for. There's a place for both. Is, hey, I want to see multiple stories with a guy named Cyclops. Guess what? Comic book has me covered. <laughs> yep, it's either comic books or Greek myth. Um, the uh, that's I mean, it's something I think about with all media, you know, and even like outside of media, it's kind of something I think about with all things. Like, I really do want that variety, you know. Like, I you know, obviously, delivery pizza is better, but like every once in a while, a frozen pizza hits the spot. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like this incredibly cerebral vertigo book uh, that is, you know, challenging my conceptions of what's real is cool. But every once in a while, I just want a simple carb. Um, and that's kind of what this feels like to me. Man, incredibly cerebral yeah. vertigo book is definitely the name of my sex tape. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so trippy the way that all the sex happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. That's gonna be it for this one. We're uh next episode uh, is gonna be the fourth part of this. This is a six issue series. Uh still not totally sure what we're doing after that, but that's a problem for future Gary and Jeremy. Yeah, we'll uh we'll probably include a feedback episode as one of those episodes because we've got some feedback from the last few issues. So um if you have comments or questions or you know, either about Brood War or any of the number one issues we did or um, X-Men in general or whatever, you can go to daysoffuturecast.com uh, slash contact, I think, or just DM me on Twitter, whichever one's easier for you. Um, <clears throat> and I'll make sure that those are included and we'll kind of talk about stuff and maybe do a catch up on like MCU Marvel news and things like that. Cause, and then we'll, yeah. cause that's always a good time. And then we will uh, cut into something longer. We have an idea of what we're going to do. Um, it's just the the trick is that it's really long. It is really long. I, uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about it, but it is really long. It's a big commitment for <laughs> this podcast. And it, it's it's also a thing where we don't have to do all of it. You know, it's a big it's a big crossover event kind of thing. Um, and the uh, you know there are tie-ins, and those own you know it's not something either of us are very familiar with, so we don't know which tie-ins matter. Yeah. And part of the reason why we're dr- driven to do the tie-ins is because it will end up like. You know, this is tied into this big X-Men event, but we're reading an issue of Moon Knight. Exactly. You know, that might be kind of fun to to check out some new creators and get exposed to some new stuff. So uh, that's kind of where we're leaning, but we're going to decide in the future. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Dr. Feet. Have we already done that? Patreon. Sure. Uh, ratings, reviews. Let's just say we've already done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You guys know. You <laughs> can do the thing. Send us money. You know, you know the things. Yeah, put your money in a bag. Yeah, give us some Put money. Gary Butterfield Portland. Send the bag in the mail. It'll get yep. there. All good. Put your money in a plastic bag. 
Double bag it. Yeah. Put it in your trunk. Take the gasoline out of the plastic bag. Put the money inside the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up real tight. <laughs> Send the flammable yeah. money to Gary in Portland. <laughs> yeah. And watch me burn it on takeout. And tell your friends about the podcast. <laughs> Good night.